Salutations, everybody. It is Maddie here today with episode 139 of the Ham Radio Podcast. And it is Midline Vote Wanderer. And it's me, Carrick, with ACG. What a special episode this is going to be. Uh, because my lovely desktop <laughs> is still currently biting the dust, there is no video for this episode. So no one except you lovely hosts can see the jacket I am wearing. It's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, patrons will be getting an extra little bit because I'm doing a video on this. But anyway, we have more important things to tend to. Loan. Mm-hmm. Would you just like to take it away here for us? <laughs> well, I um, want to take your moment here. So no, that's all right. Have at uh, it. Uh, on Twitter the other day, I uploaded a photo to indicate that Mama Loan and I got engaged. She she said yes, and thank you. And it's been a crazy, crazy couple of days. Um, so I, I won't go into the full story of, of how it happened, but she, we had talked about it, about doing it, about me proposing, but mm-hmm. she didn't really know that it was going to happen on Christmas Day because that's when it was. Mm. Gotcha. And um, I, I pretty much played on and said, oh, it's going to take them six to eight weeks to, to get the ring, which it did take him that long, but she didn't know how early I went. Um, mm. So I was going to get it before Christmas. And then on the day, she even like was kind of a bit upset that I wasn't going to be able to do it. So she like, you know, do you guys have cheesels in America? Those like yellow chips with like, in, in, they're in a circle and you can put them on your on your finger. Uh, they're kind of like a ring. Anyway, never even so, heard of them. Yeah, well, yeah, well, they're, they're well, kind of like Jeff you Burger Rings. They're kind of the equivalent. You don't have Burger Rings either. It's insane. Mm. So <laughs> they're kind of like uh, chi- chips or crisps or whatever that you can put on your finger, and they look like a ring. So she kind of brought those home and said, oh, you know, just you know, as fun, we can't have the actual ring, so we'll just do this. So as a joke, I pretended to propose to her with, like, the, the chip, and then it was funny and all of that, and then I said, all right, well, how about for real now? Then I pulled out the actual ring. And she was like, are you serious? Like, she had no idea. Shit. Because I actually had, you know, the full big box and everything. Mm -hmm. And, um... Love it. Yeah, yeah, she she had no idea. And I'm not going to lie, I I shed a bit of a tear while doing it, but I asked if she wanted to to marry me. And she said yes. So we are now engaged. And it's it's been insane. Yeah, yeah. Congrats. That that tweet... Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. It's been... Yeah, it's been a crazy week, and I don't even know what... Um, my mind is going through at the moment, so yeah, <laughs> I can't even that's, talk. No, nah, that's awesome. What, what's, <laughs> what's interesting is, I guess this is kind of what happens with social media. Is like you see so many big, like in public proposals. You right sounds like you did this in your own house. So it was a yeah Christmas Day home cooked meal. I cooked a really and I uploaded the the ham too. It was a nice oh, yeah. sh- a shoulder ham or a picnic ham, I think you guys call it. And it was like with a maple glaze and red vinegar. It was really nice. So I cooked that. Turned out really good, thankfully. And yeah, we, we just had, got done eating that and then put some nice music on. And that's when I did it. I, and, and it was a complete surprise to her, which I was really, really wanting. Because um, like she, she, again, she didn't know. She thought it was going to be sometime in January or whatever. So I caught like her off M- guard. MC Hammer can't touch <laughs> this for the music exactly. that you had on. Dude, you should have just <laughs> fucked with her. <laughs> just the craziest stuff. It's like, what's this music? But <laughs> yeah, no, it was awesome. And now um, we're we're an engaged couple and spending New Year's together, going to a nice restaurant and seeing the fireworks. So it should be good. Amazing, man. Congratulations. Cool. Thank really, you. Uh, thank you, guys. And thank you for letting me of... talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't have to thank me for that. Uh, glad to be a part of this journey. Uh, sadly, ladies and gentlemen, that, that leaves me on the sidelines. Uh, I don't think we can make any more Maddie Lone fan fiction. So... Um, <laughs> Sadly, we'll have to retire that aspect of the podcast, but it's okay. It's fine. We'll, we'll be fine, you know. You know. 
right. It'll probably never end. Let's be real. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, now on to other exciting things. Uh, what we are doing this week, because it is that time of the year, is there's not a lot of gaming news. It really, discussions are free-formed where it's based off the conversation we're having together. So we thought, let's do an episode like we haven't done in a while, which is get your questions off of Twitter and answer them. So we have a handful written down now. If we have a time, uh, if we have some time at the end, we'll add more of yours. And we encourage you to continuously ask questions because that's something that, f- honestly, there's no other way to put it than we got so accustomed to our general conversation podcast that we kind of just stopped doing them at the yeah. end of our shows. So... Feel free to continue asking them. Use the hashtag time. We still do check it. And now, let's get into our first question. It comes from Sounds German. He says, do you have <laughs> any artists who you wish would make a game soundtrack? It's a great, it's a great question. Um, I, me, I, I, yeah, I have an answer, too, if you want to go ahead. No, for me, it would be really easily. I mean, my taste in music is mostly like R&B and hip-hop. Um, so if, if I was going to pick, uh, it'll just be my favorite artist from there. Maybe like Ty Dolla Sign is one of my favorite R&B artists right now. And it'll probably be like a GTA game. I mean, they have the, all those songs in there anyway. So mine's a boring okay. answer, but that's what I'd say. <laughs> my answer, um, I actually just went and saw them in, I guess you could say concert, but they kind of treated it like a show. Um, every Christmas Eve, my, my family and I, we watch the Trans-Siberian Orchestra on TV. It's like just a tradition. And uh, right. this year, my mom, my brother, and I, we surprised my dad with tickets to the show. Like, that's always oh, wow. been his thing. He's the one who introduced us to this whole thing. And, and so it's been a tradition since then. When we saw them live, I mean, they, they played the, the Ghost of Christmas Eve, which is all their, their Christmas songs. But after that, they started doing other – their own renditions of orchestraic music. And it was it was epic. And the first thing I thought in my head was, like, this would be awesome Final Fantasy boss music or something along those lines. Like, they – kill it uh it was a really good show mind you but the the music part of things uh, that's that would be my answers i'd love to see trans-siberian orchestra try to do a game soundtrack and, and cool. like one of those more epic uh maybe like god of war something along those lines because yeah. they they do some really crazy stuff mm-hmm. and that leaves us with Karak. um john carpenter and hmm. he's already a mus- musician i think he's got a couple tracks on some uh games but a horror game I think I think he's and he loves games so much. I'm actually surprised no developers sort of contacted him just for name sake, especially a smaller dev and with the mm. horror games that are out. Mm. But his stuff is fantastic, and um, he's actually quite talented. He wrote all the, the music for all of his movies, so he's I mean he's the guy singing and Big Trouble in Little uh, or wait yeah Big Trouble in Little China. That's great like that, movie, so. Carrick. Yeah, that's a classic. Yeah. He's um, he's freakishly talented, and I would like to see him do something for sure. Interesting. Has he done any other movies? Because I will admit yeah, I'm not familiar the, with that I one. I mean, well, he did um, uh, The Thing, and the, the th- he wasn't really involved in The Thing remake, but his was the ori- one of the originals, and then The Fog, and then The Fog remake. And his, his later stuff hasn't been the greatest. He hasn't adjusted to the type of horror that I think we've adjusted to, if that makes yeah. sense. Hmm. But, um, but his classic stuff, if you go back and look, Oh, I would almost guarantee that when you start looking at his name, you'll be like, they live all of these movies, Rowdy Rowdy Piper and um, David, David, um, who's the guy who plays Commander Shepard's leader in Mass Effect? David Keith um, are in that. 
and you, you'll most likely find Escape from L.A., Escape from New York. He, he, mm-hmm. he did all of that. He was married to Adrian Barbeau at the time, and so the, the main chick that was in those movies. But he um super talented. He hasn't I don't know made what a movie he's done in eight years, it recently. seems. So the last yeah. film was The Ward, and now in 2018, he's releasing Halloween. So Yeah, he, he took back Halloween because he, yeah. he created Halloween, too. Nice. As well. But I would Anytime love to see people... him. Talk about movies around me, dude. It's just like uh, a stark reminder. Yeah, I'm I know. So uninformed. I like Marvel oh. movies. What do you like? <laughs> yeah, like that's exactly. Yep, that's. I am that guy. I'm like, I watched Marvel and a couple of really popular flicks. That's it. Yep. I'm yeah, not, yeah, I can't really contribute here. <laughs> you know what it is? It's because when I'm watching like a movie, I'm thinking I could be playing a game right now. I could be gaming. Dude. Yep. Same here. Every More time. To me. Every same thing with TV. Like, yeah, games are, like, really long. This show, you know, I, I really need to prioritize my time here, and so I'll go back to the game, or like, I'll play the game while the show's on and forget about the show in the background. Yeah, I have a few TV series that I like to watch right now. Um, Girlfriend and I are watching Vikings. I keep talking about it. It's still yeah. fucking really, really good. Um, obviously, there are a few movies coming out. we got Black Panther coming out soon. I think yes. Jumanji apparently is really good. So, But, yeah, like, the top grossing box office films like that those are the only ones that i see the only ones that i oh yeah yeah Yeah. because i have like a friend ivan who he's like a big movie junkie he'll watch anything so like he that's his forte so when he listens to me critique movies he he just loses his mind because he's like god bro you know nothing well it it would be the same thing with games with him i'm just like ivan shut the fuck up what do you know about persona (laughs) yeah i'm like yeah Yeah, exactly <laughs> That's a real nerd conversation right there. That's oh, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Next nerds. question oh. comes from Minari Carter. I want to apologize, by the way, if I uh, mispronounce any names because some of your handles are weird as fuck. You know, yeah, yeah. It's the <laughs> nicest way to put it, right? Uh, not this one specifically, but we'll, we'll, we'll get to some. He asks, he or she, see, that's the thing. I also can't tell if he or she. They ask. What are your fave locales slash settings in video games, i.e. winter levels, space, lava, etc.? So where do you like to go in your games? What gets you the most visually intrigued? Tarek, you go first this time. If, if, if the major question is environment, then it would be snow. But if it's specific, it would be Manan on KOTOR 1. Okay. Um, the, yeah, the, so we'll, do, we'll the, do that for each of our the, answers. The water planet. That was, it's magnificent. Like, it's legitimate. Uh, I've done videos on the just the way the map was built. It's just an incredible moment in a game. But when it comes to overall, it, yeah, it would be snow for me. I, I've always, uh, it doesn't matter what game. It, I've always yeah. been attracted to that. Hmm. I mean, so like Horizon Zero Dawn, you probably yeah. I adored it. Yeah, I, I, and I'll sit there and stare at the snow for like half an hour. I'll just be like, oh, awesome. well, because what's fascinating, especially in like Horizon, is is I, I think this is only in its expansion, Frozen Wilds, but it is when you're like walking through the snow, you'll actually see like a path carved yeah. out, and there will be snow underneath too, like that flattens out. It's it's a real interesting level of detail for snow in a video game, and it allows for deformation uh, from enemies, so you can track enemies without visuals just by oh. going by footsteps. And um, it also will darken uh, like ice when you walk across ice. You can see where your footstep condenses the ice and causes it to That's become so milky cool. versus clear. It it does so many things that when you play it, that expansion in particular, you'll just be like. This is there is a lot of shit going on when it comes to particle mm. effects and stuff. But yeah, snow for me, I love it. All right, cool. Loan. 
Um, I'll just say at the start, I hate water levels. It doesn't matter what game it is. Water le- levels are just shit. And it started with Ocarina of Time's Water Temple, and it just went on from there. Um, <laughs> although I will say Super Mario Odyssey does water levels really well. Um, but I, I love any time a game is just like in the open with a light, lush forest, just above ground, and there's a lot of color. That's what I really like. Mm. I love just, and I've mentioned this with Metro. I think AC Origins does it very well. Anytime you're above ground and there's tons of color, there's nice water, there's the sun beaming in, there's no clouds, it's not raining or anything like that. When you can see the true vibrance of a game, I, I'm always in love with those kinds of scenes. And, and that's not specific. That can be, you know, a really dense uh, forest or it could be kind of a, like an open area. I mean, like, have, have you played AC Origins, Origins and thought, wow, that fucking pyramid looks really beautiful i just yeah. want to go over yeah. there or just like sat by the water and saw all like the the, the hippos and the crocodiles just moving around it's just awesome so mm. it's a really that's a really broad answer i'll say but that's what i really like although and then this is going to kind of flip this on its head my favorite setting is probably rapture from bioshock and that's the complete oh, opposite yeah. it's just that it's because it's such a unique setting and we, we never i never really personally had played anything like that beforehand and to mm. be honest moving from Bioshock, there's not not been anything like that really. Um, just kind of like this isolated area. But even then, even in Rapture, because I'm playing it now for a series, you head to a level like Arcadia. It's fucking gorgeous. You know, it, yeah, you've got all the trees and the bushes and the lights coming down and the and the streams and the waterfalls inside this underwater city. It's just yeah. So that's my favorite, even though it's completely different to what I just said. But yeah, yeah, I, I have a similar structured answer because we're also doing least favorite. For me, it's uh, sand, sand, desert areas. I mean, that's and this is going to sound really um, uh, like a, a bad Fallout fan kind of answer. But that's why <laughs> I initially did not like Fallout New Vegas there when it is. I first started playing <laughs> in when, whenever it released. I, I think 2010 is when it came out. Um, mind you, at that point, I wouldn't have considered myself a big Fallout fan at that point. I just really liked Fallout 3. Uh, but New Vegas, uh, many other games really i just could not get into because it was just desert nowadays it's not a problem because we'll see yeah. a game like you brought up ac origins where there is a lot of desert i think i'm also a lot more experienced in games where i can just be like okay it's a desert i'm yeah. not going crazy over it but i don't really have to but also because games are so big where a setting like ac origins you see different locales in that game world itself where Absolutely. one area looks entirely different from another and it's really rewarding to explore. We're going back to those sand areas, uh, those deserty areas are actually kind of refreshing. So um, in a way that dislike has developed and it doesn't play as big of a factor into how I feel about games as it did when I was like, what, 16 or something like that. So, <laughs> you know, I'd, I'd say I'm a better critic now. But uh, as for something I always like in games, it's always been rain. Uh, and that's really it, weird where, yeah, I, I'm hey, weird right. in general where... If I wake up and it's raining outside, like I feel money right off the oh, bat. Oh, like, so do I. I yeah, know. I don't that's know. That's true. You and I, man. Yep. Don't know what it is. It's so. Hard. I think it just plays into like just being a melancholy, being kind of like a, a more. I wouldn't say shut in, but more of a. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Introvert. introvert. There we go. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Then rather than an extrovert, and so I think that's part of the reason why. But in game like persona four when you know certain days it rains and you know there's less people on the street um you have your umbrella the music's completely shut off because all you can hear is the rain 
I don't know. I've always enjoyed that. Uh, also, levels like I, I know this is going to be the craziest game to bring it up in, but it's just coming to mind. Mass Effect Andromeda had a level or a planet that was a lush kind of purple blue forest. It was for that new race um, that they brought in. I forgot exactly what they were called, but um, that level in particular stood out because it was also raining there. So I, I really I, and I was that was the planet I absolutely explored the most and did everything I possibly could because I was so intrigued to learn more about this planet that had something i had liked in the terms of setting uh i love fallout settings um yeah i was actually talking to my grandma about this because i my my mom as a joke got me fallout monopoly for christmas and my grandma was like well you talk about fallout on your youtube channel a lot like what is fallout and i was like well or she's like why do people like it so much and i'm like i can't really speak for everyone but for me it's because i love seeing like you know, I, I've been to Boston a bunch of times, so it was really cool to go there, then see it in Fallout 4 and see what has transformed, what Bethesda has, like, in their minds moved forward. Like, okay, it's been 200 years. Let's see what's happened here, here, and here. What's been destroyed? Um, what has been left untouched? So that's why I've always I've loved Fallout settings. Loved, loved, loved. Yeah. And it's strange because, like Lone, I, I love color. And, for example, Fallout 3 is almost devoid of any color. Same thing with Vanilla New Vegas, but those are the settings I love to explore the most. Dude, that's why when I play Fallout 3 in New Vegas, I will go for those. They're not A and Bs. They're the kind of... You know, you know how Fallout 3 has the green tint and then New Vegas has yeah. the orange tint? I'll get rid of that shit. Like, I can't remember mm-hmm. what the, the mod is called. I think um, Fallout is for fallout. the green tint. That's right, yeah. So, so you get rid of that, and then I. it's weird. For Fallout, I increase the saturation because I just like the mm-hmm. colors. Um and again, like when we played originally Fallout on the 360 or whatever it was, it's just fucking green and brown. Like that, that's all it is. Oh, it's ugly. Uh, it's, <laughs> have you ever tried to go back and play three, uh, 364 3? It's just I, fucking awful. Here's the thing, dude. I have not touched Fallout 3 since I have a video on my channel. I, I literally say there, I said, I'll probably come back to this one day, but it's going to be a while. Uh, it was the week before Fallout 4 came out. I, I got the Platinum Trophy for Fallout 3. I said, this is kind of my send-off to the game. I'll come back sometime for memories, but I have not, and I'm kind of afraid to do so, because I know it doesn't look good. <laughs> <laughs> but on the so, PC, yeah. it looks okay. If you, so long as you have the high resolution, you don't even need mods. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the thing is with Fallout 3, that's one game, and I'd love the same for New Vegas, but Fallout 3 needs to be, like, updated or re-released, because on on PC, it just doesn't work. Like, everyone's got their own problem with Fallout 3, because it it was built for, like, a much older version of Windows, Windows has moved on. It would just be great if Bethesda re-released that So I'll I'll say, I I recently just reinstalled Fallout 3 on my Windows 10 PC, and a new PC... When you install it, it's like, oh, we have to download this new, well, not new, but this .NET framework 3.0. I'm like, what the fuck is this? So it downloads that automatically. I'm like, okay, that didn't make it work. And then you have to install an old version of Games for Windows Live to make Mm Fallout 3 not crash after the options screen. And now it it runs fine for me. And then I'm like, well, I don't want this old .NET framework, so I got rid of that, and that, and the game still works fine. It's just a weird, weird thing. And it's the same issues I've been having with LA Noir on my PC. I could never get it to, to work properly. Yeah, it's just that. That's why I, you know some people will go like PC Master Race. I totally agree that I think PC is the best place it's just to such game. A pain. It, exactly, because like my PC biting the dust. A lot of people are asking me about my Kotor long play. Where is it? Because uh, I've been getting tweets like, especially this week, and I think it's because there's been so much Star Wars, and I'm like. 
my PC bit the dust. I lost my save file. That was like 20 hours of the game. I completely lost along with a ton of other save files on my computer. Like, it's really deflating. And it's like, that's why I haven't gotten around to it. It's like, I'm going to wait for a day. I wake up and go, okay, today's the day I reinstall every fucking program and game I need for YouTube. Because right now my laptop, I that's why I bought a laptop for, for YouTube. Because I needed backup for when shit like this happens. Because yeah. it's it sucks the wind right out of you. So, oh, absolutely. You know. Yeah, that, that's why I game on consoles, though. Uh, you know, I know it's uh, an inferior way at, for certain ways to game, but I, when I sit down to game, I want to put the disc in and have it work. Not that consoles don't have their respective technical issues, but uh, compared to, like, the 360 yeah. Ring of Death, uh, Red Ring of Death mm. days, uh, I think, for now, consoles are, are functioning just fine. Yeah. So. I mean, I'll tell a funny story. So I know someone that was involved in, the, in a 360 Red Ring of Days, a red ring mm. death of days. What the fuck? I'm just stumbling right now. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, he was directly involved in it, and he was telling me stories. We were in this random warehouse, and he's like, you yeah, know, when I was working with Xbox, there were, like, just stacks high of dead 360s in this fucking mm. massive warehouse because people kept returning them, and we kept having issues with it. And I'm thinking, what a terrible time to be to be working mm. at that company because it's not your fault. It's literally, like, yeah. people like we're in Australia, for instance, it's not their fault. It was it was back down to the manufacturing, so yeah, crazy. Yeah, man. Well, regardless, those are our favorite places to go in video games. And now it's time for a question from Weeabufu. I think that's how you say it, because I get it, it's like Weeaboo, but Bufu is a frost attack in Persona and the Shin Megami Tensei series. Anyway. Nerd! Yeah! <laughs> I like how I just had to break down his I'm name there. Like, I'm so fucking extra. Hey, that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> go, go ahead. <laughs> what do you expect of Nintendo in the upcoming years, given that they earned a great success this year? Also, where is Virtual Console? Oh, I would love to talk. Carrick, you go. I've been talking too much. I've noticed. Mm-mm. I mean, I think Virtual Console, I don't think uh, Nintendo gives a shit. So I think Virtual Console is literally them not caring to put the resources into it. And when it comes mm. to what they'll do, I don't even want to guess because I guessed a bunch of shit was completely wrong and <laughs> the, the first time. And, like, I, I, I enjoy the Switch. One of my favorite games of all time is on the Switch. There's a, great titles on the Switch. But at the same time, I don't understand the Switch. There's a ton of problems with it, too. So it's I wouldn't even be able to tell you where they go. I mean, I would love to say there's going to be a smaller dock and uh, or a better dock and it's going to up res. But, you know, word on that is that's not possible. Uh, is I would love to say the battery is going to magically be better. They already said they're removing the idea to do 64 meg, uh, 64 gigabyte cards until 2019 now, which means more downloading for folks. Yeah. So I just. Mike or um, Nintendo just doesn't react like any other company. They just don't. They don't react. They just sort of randomly do shit, and what sticks, they they go with. It's very odd. Very odd. Mm. Well, when I go on, go on, Maddie. I've, I've told oh, you much. Okay. I, 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 no. uh, when I when I look at Nintendo, I think for like up next year, like I think they're going to. Game-wise, I think they're okay. They showed that this year. I was yeah. wrong about that. Um, and, and next year, I don't <laughs> think it's going to be any different. When it comes to d- 
decisions they make, I think they're going to catch a little bit more flack because I'm pretty sure next year is when they start making people pay for online. Mm. And that's going to highlight the really, like, as if it's not already a big problem, the, the chat system. You know, yeah. people don't want to pay for a crappy party chat system like that. That's 40 wires. Confusing. It looks like Nintendo doesn't even know what to do with it. Um, <clears throat> what else is there that they're doing next year? I think that's the only problem I can think of immediately where I think they're going to catch some flack. Will it impact console sales? I don't think so. I think most people buying a Switch are, you know, because they only sell single player games or party games where people are either in the same room or playing by themselves, I don't think it's going to have a heavy impact. And I think that is why Nintendo doesn't care. As for virtual console, same thing as Carrick said. I, I don't know because it seems like they just don't care. <laughs> I'd love for them to bring back like the Metroid because they, they're doing Metroid Prime 4. And there are plenty of Metroid fans like myself who have not played Metroid Prime since the first one. And yeah. I would love mm-hmm. to go on my Switch and fire up all the other ones. And sadly, I cannot. Um, so that's something I'd love for them to get rolling with the GameCube games. But I just don't see it happening because uh, they have not shown any care for it. Yeah, um, it's it, again, it's tough. I feel like if I make a bunch of predictions now, that half of them will be wrong. So bookmark this fucking podcast. Yeah. But uh, I, I think in terms of the online system, when they do announce that they're going to start charging for it, they're going to release or say that they're going to have a bunch of features to try and at least sell it. I don't think, and I could be wrong, I don't think that they're going to announce that this system is now paid for and have it be in the exact same state. I think they'll say, look, now it's paid for. Now you can talk to people in parties. Now, hopefully, you know, Bluetooth headphones work with like inbuilt microphones or whatever it is. I mean, it's, the Switch does have the capability. It has a blue. It has Bluetooth in there, so you could easily have like I got a um, Bose wireless head uh, he- headphones. I could easily have that and actually talk to people in chat because it has an inbuilt microphone. Hopefully, one day that happens. I don't know, but in terms of just like this future of the Switch, I think they'll do exactly what PlayStation and Xbox did and have a different Switch version. One that's maybe not smaller because they want to keep the the screen the same size, but maybe it's a smaller dock, maybe it's a bit more powerful, maybe it has a a better battery. You know, maybe in in terms of power, it can actually do proper 1080p all the time. Um, Because, like, I'm playing LA Noir right now on my Switch and the the shadows are awful. And I'm playing it and I'm enjoying it, right? Don't get me wrong. But like the graphics and the, and the shadows on that game is just it, they, they look terrible. So I think they will release a more powerful Switch um, sometime in the future, and it might look a little bit different. And, and maybe the dock comes into it in terms of being able to to help the the graphics. And in terms of Virtual Console, man, I don't know because I thought that that was going to be like a surefire release within six six months of of the Switch coming out, and it, as it, it hasn't happened. Maybe they're saving it for a Nintendo Direct near E three time. Um, because they they have to announce something. And the, the thing that I'm worried about is that this year we've had Super Mario Odyssey, Rabbids, Zelda, like big games, and also a lot of third-party publishers that haven't released on Nintendo consoles for ages released their first titles on the Switch this year. And that's been great for the first year, but what happens next year? Because we're not yeah. getting that Pokemon RPG. That's probably 2019, maybe even 2020. We don't know. <sighs> like, what, what's... I don't want to wait that long. No, I, I don't either, but what's like nintendo's big releases for next year maybe a kirby I mean, it's not 
it's not for everyone, but Bayonetta is the first one that. But comes even to then, mind. that's not a traditional uh, Nintendo yeah. IP. Like I, I, I love Bayonetta, and it's it deserves so much more popularity. I think. I mean, it is popular, but yeah. it's just it's so good. I mean, I mean, that will be exclusive, and they're bringing one and two to the Switch, so hopefully more yeah. people get into it. I just, um, I just think else? that they're saving Virtual Console for a time where they don't have big releases. And mm. releasing Virtual Console this year in the midst of their big releases, because they have had a few this year, it probably just would have okay. got lost, gotten lost in the shuffle. But if it's next year and it's a time where they don't have that many big releases, then it might be a, something to fill the void. Because absolutely it'll fill the void. Well, yeah, think of it this way. I mean, I'm sure the same year that, that Pokemon uh rpg launches i'm sure that'll be the same year metroid launches and yeah. people will look at that year and go oh that's a big year for Fucking nintendo awesome. right off the bat right do we need that's a very good point do we need virtual console at that point no so maybe they are keeping the cards close to their chest here where you know if they have a year with just bayonetta um maybe a smash uh a smash port finally um which maybe is something that people smash have been requesting game, yeah. for a while or yeah a new smash game would be even crazier i thought yeah. that this last one was the final smash game but i haven't i haven't done a lot of research on it um but you know like you said yeah they they brought their their big guns out for the first year they brought the super marios they brought zelda um where it's definitely gonna be a while before we see either of those mm-hmm. so um i agree that maybe they are just waiting on virtual console for a year like next year where right now we don't see much i mean is Kirby like really popular? I, I don't. It's not as popular, but it's still a pr- yeah. pretty popular IP. Like I see IPs like a standalone Yoshi game, a standalone DK game, a standalone Kirby game. Yeah, that's one. Don- Donkey Kong. I'm sure that's all. Oh, dude, see if they had a Donkey Kong Country on the like for Switch, that'd be fucking amazing. Yeah, you know. I mean, they they own plenty of of ip like they just did a, a fire emblem warriors game yeah in october but it would be interesting if they did like a full-on fire emblem game mm. like they have a lot of side series um that have a lot of popularity that deserve mainline launches on the switch that i don't think people are thinking of luigi's mansion i'd love oh to yeah that'd be switch. that'd be awesome so there are a lot of opportunities. Pokemon Stadium's one. They don't have to just do a Pokemon RPG. Pokemon Stadium is another series that I wish Nintendo would bring yeah. back. So it's there. It's a matter of if they're working on it or not. I'd say you hit the nail on the head, though, Loan, and if anything, Donkey Kong. Yeah. I, I think Donkey Kong would be good. I'm trying to look at, like, old 64 games that I played and, and what would be really, really good. Um, like, apparently the next Zelda game, is, like, development has started now, but that's, like, four okay. years away, so who the fuck knows yeah. when that comes. Um, but yeah, like Perfect Dark is rare. That sucks. That was such a good game. Um, oh, they would have a new Mario Party game. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, that's I reckon. Fun. Um, Mario Tennis. There's so many Mario games that they could do, really. But yeah, Star Wars: yes. Shadow of the Empire. <laughs> mm, I wish. <sighs> Don't remind me, man. We haven't had a good Star Wars game in fucking forever. Actually. Battlefront 2 is like a bigger stab to the heart than the first one because it is like a, a there's so many things about it that make it a good game and then just so much shit happened. All right, I'm not going to get on that. that Old Matty. <laughs> yeah, let's let's stop right there and move on to the next question from Mad220023. What food have you wanted to try in real life that was in a game? <laughs> oh, man. I'm just thinking about anime food. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Isn't that like 
every time food comes up, I'm always like, yeah. Have you seen anime food? I'll show my girlfriend yeah. like videos of, of anime where just food <laughs> looks really, really good. Um, well, because my answer would just be Final Fantasy 15. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they have the food best does looking look food really good, in video game. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And they made like they make highly detailed models and new ones at that for like the multiplayer expansion. It's insane. That's, that's a good answer. It's just as good as a character model. I mean, that's the first one that comes to mind. I'll, I'll think of other more mm. or, or, or less easy answers. I don't know. I yeah, me neither. I have to think. I mean, I mean, is there are there certain entertainment properties that make you like a certain food more? Like Ninja Turtles make me love pizza. pizza. <laughs> I love pizza, dude. You know, so like Fuck. that's one. Is there something like that for you guys? Mm, I can't think. I don't know why. I, I at one point I found the the food in Minecraft to be particularly appetizing. I, I don't know why. <laughs> Like yeah, square steaks. Like yeah, I could imagine eating the that rotten like, meat. Mm. <laughs> I, 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 Sounds great. I ate the shit out of some Twinkies when the fucking mar- Stay Puft Marshmallow Man came out during Ghostbusters. I guess you could, I guess you could say that IP caused me to. I, I had never tasted one in my life, and everybody nice. was like, "Oh, these sta- yeah. this Marshmallow Man has to do with this company." And I was like, "I'll check it out." I have a friend who tries to tell me he's never had a Twinkie in his life. What kind of fucking lie is that? No, I know people who haven't at all. I oh, mean, the idea of a Twinkie, when you tell mind. somebody it's whipped sugared lard inside of a, 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 a very poor bread, most people will be like, why would you ever eat that? You just have to catch people before somebody explains to them what's in it. Hmm. And then they'll be fine. But yeah. I, I'm sorry, but even if you uh, you tell me that, I'm still... You're still trying I look it? at it. I'm like, yeah, I'm still trying it, dude. Because when you look at it, you're the like, delicious, yeah. spongy, yeah. golden yeah, bread. I want that sponge in my body. It is. Yeah, yeah so, exactly. Unfortunately, we don't have Twinkies in Australia, and uh, that's a fortunate thing, bro. They're not good for you. <laughs> oh, no, they're, they're. I mean, they're, there's nothing about them that's even so like they're anti-good. They're golden there sponge is, cake with creamy filling. Yeah, and it's just all it is is whipped lard inside. It's like mayonnaise, but it's basically whipped fat, and then it's sugared, and that's all that's inside. It's not Man. even whipped cream. If it was whipped cream, it'd be better for you. It Diabetes. Is like, <laughs> I love that. It's true though. It's like somebody was like, "Hey, what's worse than whipped cream?" Well, I got this lard over here. Well, sugar that and throw yeah. it in there, and and then they fry the 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 sponge bready thing. It's not even bread either. It's like a. Like the softest Soft, muffin soggy. you've ever had, and then it's so it, it's it's we're not doing well on describing how delicious yeah. they are, but they are delicious. Terrible, terrible. One, one. I mean, it's like it's like fast food. Like people are like, look out, look how. Okay, okay. I'm sorry if if there are people out there who think fast food's absolutely disgusting. I respect that, but for me, like I I know well and clear all the awful shit that happens at McDonald's and what they do to to make their food. But their chicken nuggets are amazing. Hell I yeah. love their chicken nuggets. Dude, I would kill yeah. some chickens just to be back there and get some chicken nuggets right now. I'm hungry. I like those <laughs> things. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just, I don't know what it is. There, there are certain things in life that it's like, I know what happened here. Yeah. I'm going to eat this anyway. Yeah. I remember last time I went to America, I went and had some In-N-Out. Like, In-N-Out burgers are fucking awesome. Yeah. I don't yeah, know why. Good, I, I like Taco Bell. made me feel sick. I ate yeah. an In and Out burger once. It was I was in San Francisco for uh for I was testing Far Cry Four and before that I went to In and Out and like I took a couple of bites and I was like, dude, I think I'm about to vomit all over this <laughs> restaurant. It just hit me the wrong way. That's good. I mean, have you thought of any foods in games like Fallout, maybe a little squirrel on a stick like a Salisbury steak. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't I 
I don't Fallout know. does have some decent food models. Kind, kind of? You know, they, I, I don't know. I mean, the little, little boxes of sugar bombs. You know what I need to I'd love, I'd love some sugar bombs. Yeah, Nuka-Cola. I, I, I never understood what sugar bombs Nuka-Cola. were. Sugar bombs were the cereal, Yeah, but right? Nuka-Cola is just pretty much, I, I think, of Coca-Cola. Although I will say no, I'm saying that's the what I would like to try that. That's Because okay. yeah, anything well, else in Fallout makes me think eradicated spam, and I'm not 100% <laughs> sure I want to eat that. There's a there's a viewer who um, was kind enough to bring me Nuka-Cola as a gift when I, I met him at PAX. It Very was cool. so awesome, and yeah. I tried it. Dude, it was... It was like this blueberry flavored one. It was so good. That's very. Good. I, I was get. I was gonna save it too. It was. The, it was called Quantum. It was Nuka Cola Quantum. But um, oh my god, man, that thing was delicious. You know, I will say. I mean, I've Wish always I had that viewer's name. Always wondered what it'd be like for us to eat a rare candy from Pokemon. Like, do we level up? Too? All right, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> do I actually level up? Get a little bit stronger. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean. <laughs> I don't know. G- games for me have never really been known for food. Like, exactly. I, I, I always say it's always anime. Anime food is just always good. This, the sounds they make, how it looks. Like, oh. Yeah, the the little hot. <laughs> yeah, all the time. My friends and I fucking. <laughs> my friend calls it the anime bite, and that like when he eats his food and he really likes it, he fucking does that now because he he thinks it's the. Funny as shit. And, and you know what it is, too? It's because usually, you know, animes are set in, in Japan or some sort of Asian country, and it's always the, the sound of the bowl and the chopsticks hitting them. You yeah. always hear that. It's like, yeah. It's great. It's something about anime, man. They make food delicious. want to go to Japan. I've always wanted to go to Japan, and I wish. I want to go next year, but that's expensive. My girlfriend's like, you know, we need to go to Japan when it's cherry blossom season. Because apparently it's fucking oh, yeah. gorgeous. It is, and and like Japan's what, got like, that? um, what's it called? I think it's Akibara. It's like a, a gaming district in in Japan. And you oh, go there oh, and yeah. you find like old like Kotaku writes about it oh. all the time. You find Sega <laughs> GameWorks has a huge yeah. place there. And... You just got old it's retro in... stuff. You can go there in Persona Five. Can you actually? That's yes. pretty cool. Yeah, they have that there. It's it's really cool. I mean, obviously, I mean, I've seen pictures of of Persona Five and then that area side by side. And I mean, they are yeah. pretty close. Like they they do a very good job with it. Obviously, when you're there, it's completely different. Well, I've and probably more excited there. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't know that's what that district was known for, though. So that's yeah. definitely intriguing. Oh, I wish I could go to fucking Japan. Oh no, I think I just busted my pen, bro. Have an issue. Okay, there we go. We're good. Uh, no, we're, we're good. I was afraid I couldn't write down timestamps. I had to sprint out of the room. All right. Next question comes from Real Breather. What franchise would you like to see taken over by a different studio? His suggestion was, and this is a really good one, Metal Gear going to Arcane. Mm, that'd be interesting. Oh. That's interesting. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I don't know if that'd be good, but it, that was his, that was his idea. Like as an example, um, oof, if the Ninja Turtles went to Rocksteady, I say that a lot. So oh, that's a cheap answer. I, I've always said, well, this is my cheap cheap answer. It would be Fallout to four eight games. I think they'd make an awesome four. Oh, okay. Game. Yeah. I wouldn't say that's cheap. I wouldn't. Have, that, that's an interesting thought. Yeah. Because they make they make good atmosphere they're good storytellers but are they good role-playing game developers that would be really interesting well, to see. that would just have like they've never really made one you know i, I always mm. say like 
for a developer that hasn't done a particular genre, if you give him a chance, who knows what could happen? You could get something fucking awesome. Horizon. Yeah, it, like there are tons was, of examples. I remember I called that game. I was like, it's gonna flop. It's gonna, yeah, it's gonna suck. <laughs> Said it for so long. I was so hard on on that game <laughs> flopping, and it, it just it wouldn't do it. I was like, all right, foot and mouth. I like it. It's good. Um, what else? What others? I'm I'm gonna think of like game series I like and are in a good state, and and if I would were to flip them on their head, where would I send them? Mm. Honestly, he he brought up Arcane. Maybe sending Deus Ex to Arcane would be that's a great that's a great yeah. answer. Fuck, I it. think that'd be a good. Fit. I think actually, um, Harvey Smith, who who like directs the Dishonor games, I think he worked on Deus Ex if I remember correctly. So that would be a good fit. Um, who to... makes platforming games? Nintendo, <laughs> Sly Cooper to Nintendo. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm gonna be bold. I'm gonna say Sly Cooper to Nintendo. Someone's gotta resurrect this shit. That's really that's a really good answer. PlayStation's leaving that shit dormant. That's my that's like <laughs> one of my favorite PlayStation <laughs> franchises. Third favorite game of all time is Sly Two, and, and they're just leave or fourth, and they're just leaving my boys in the dust. Mm. Like, just disappointing. Yeah. Hmm. I'm gonna say something, but I don't know. So, which Ubisoft team makes Far Cry? It's one of them. It's like one of the 10, 20 that they yeah. have. I, I just say all of them because every time the credits roll, there's like 40 different studios involved. You're like, okay, it's a collaborative effort here. Yeah. Nice. I mean, would would Borderlands made by those studios be cool? Hmm. Or would a Far Cry, you know, being made by them be cool? Yeah. The other wow. way around. Far Cry by Sw- Gearbox. Flip them would be more interesting to me, actually, to see yeah. a Far Cry be taken on by stalker devs or uh metro devs or something like that oh it's yeah it's not it's pretty good oh, that would oh. be interesting the thing is with all of these is number one we've talked about them thousands of times no, yeah, not to true. diss on his question because that's a good question no um uh-huh. and and it, it makes you think outside the box but at the same time um also it, it's hard not to think of good games that you would switch because if you start thinking uh-huh. about bad games, a lot of times we don't think about bad games. You sort of remove those from your mind. So I'm having a hard right. time thinking of games that did poorly and why I would want them switched. And yeah. like, right. for example, I... for me, it would be Piranha Bytes being taken on by Obsidian, for example, because, or, or for even Bethesda, because Piranha Bytes can't apparently afford for any kind of QA. So if they had Gothic huh. or, Technomancer, or not Technomancer, it wasn't made by them, but I would love that game too, or Elix, and then Bethesda gave them the money and had, had somebody on their team doing it, what could what could happen? Because a lot of those B games I like, but you can tell they're not yeah. AAA uh, finance, you know, financed in that way. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So, a bad game that could be fixed or a I series... Just, I don't like to play bad games. <laughs> I, I look at reviews oh, yeah. and yeah, and, no, I mean, I get it, I get it, yeah. I mean, and I we mean, don't like to remember like, them, no. you know. Next year, we're seeing a couple of those. I mean, these are these aren't really bad examples per se, but we're seeing those kind of oh, match made in heaven, like a, a Spider-Man Insomniac. I feel yeah, is right. a good one. Uh, Arc System and, and Dragon Ball Z, like the art styles that oh, Arc yeah. System's always done, and Dragon Ball Fighters. It's like Dude, Fighter oh. looks so good. It looks so good. I would rather have seen um, oh. Recore from Microsoft be taken by somebody else. I think that that, mm. that game could have been awesome. 
It had potential, didn't it? It how had about, a lot. Uh, how about here's one I thought was disappointing this year is the Evil Within sending that to mm, like yeah. the people who made Resident Evil because you know Resident Evil did have its third person yeah. uh, shtick yeah, before I seven. Say that. Like the first Evil Within have that be made by them because I didn't yeah, like. I it. guess it would kind of be just Resident Evil with a different name in many ways, but it's just that. Yeah, I thought Resident Evil 7 had it all. It had a great story. I thought it had really good gameplay, and it had that replayability. And it's like, I love to see... I mean, The Evil Within 2 had replayability, but its story really wasn't good, and its gameplay, it just didn't know what genre it wanted to be. It sucked. Yeah. Well, Here's a question. Yeah. Not the game, I just mean parts of it sucked. Because I'm playing it right now, and because the developer doesn't exist anymore, Team Bondi, what about L.A. Noir? Where should that go? So it's such an interesting game. That's one it. of my favorite games of all time. So it's like it's I, I, awesome. I, old Bioware. The problem is, is there is no <laughs> new Bioware that I would trust. Mm. And um, it, you know that technology's gone. It's defunct. It won't ever be used again. So it's like, really, what you're looking at is a Rockstar game. So they could take it on. Like my mm. my assumption is we're we are going to see an LA Noir too. Uh, that'll be that's my assumption. It still is, hmm. but I would assume it's from them. I think Team Bondi itself is already replaced. Like, oh, I, I mean, they don't even. Oh, yeah, yeah there and and there were bad things going on there, and there was a ton of problems and a lot of yeah, stories. It, it's uh, it's a unique game. It's a very. Have you played Bully? No, no I, I can't remember. No, no, no. I keep hearing oh, good things about it. Oh yeah. man, dude. Yeah. So there's another one. Yeah. That'd be cool to Bully see. Bully is one I'd love to see picked up, but I want Rockstar to do it because they have no regard or care for time, I guess, time and money. What the, that and what the public thinks yeah. uh, on certain things that I'm sure would be touchy subjects in a Bully game. Um, where back then it was kind of like you know people were like, oh yeah, it's you know it's like your, yep. your typical Bully. You know, it's it's you could see the joke in it, but nowadays you, you know how society works where. You'd need a Rockstar company who's just not going to bend. They're going to go, we're making this game. You know, yeah. GTA Five. remember there was, like, lawsuits. There were actresses and actors getting pissed off, thinking, like, their representation in that game was offensive, and Rockstar just was like, you're in the game. Sorry. It's not you. <laughs> I like that idea. It's, it's like, like yeah, called sorry. fair use. Yeah. 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 And they don't care. So it's like, okay, I will gonna, say, they know it's going to sell. I want to take a game away from Rockstar because they're never going to do it again. Get Midnight Club. And have it be done by the Forza Horizon devs. Yo, that's a good one. Because oh, Rockstar, man. they're never going to do another Midnight Club. You know it. Like, for one, they haven't released an, a game aside from GTA for like, what is it, Matty? Four years? You uploaded that picture on Twitter. It fi- it's, no, been f- it's been five now. Four. So five I, years. Five? Five? I think it's been yeah. five. Well, they re-released GTA f- oh, five in see, 2014. Yeah. I, don't, I don't count that. I'm sorry. No, you don't. don't. It's just... So, and then, obviously, it's Red Dead next. I mean, when are they ever going to be doing another Midnight Club? And then people also want Bully. Like, it's never going to happen. So just give that away. Yeah. See, see, Rockstar has an issue that Bethesda has as well, uh, or Bethesda Game Studios, where... where if they expand to another IP, then you're going to have Elder Scrolls, Fallout, and whatever this new one is. And it's like, Rockstar has that problem right now. And yeah. you can see what happens when you get to that problem. Like, they, they, you know, because those games were so good because they took their time with it. They put the effort in. They tested a lot of things. And they got it just right. And it's like, those aren't projects you can just fling off to other developers. And it's like the same thing is going to hope probably happen with Bethesda. Mm. Uh, the only difference is I, I wouldn't say they're as 
top tier as a rock star or as highly regarded because Rockstar just has a, a fantastic reputation in the terms of the content they create. But yeah, that's that's what I'm afraid of for the future, man. Rockstar's yeah. a little um, bit like the Nintendo of of game development companies mm. where they don't care and they don't really have they don't really do what we expect. Because honestly, I would have expected them to do if GTA five is doing as well as it is online, I would have already expected uh Red Dead Two to be out and to be multi and to be um you know microtransaction yeah. to hell. I would expect them to do five games. Like if you have if you make a billion dollars, would you not want to make five billion? <laughs> and do five of them. But they don't, which is which is odd. You know, sometimes you have to wonder where's all that money going? Because they're making so much money that those I mean, right in the pocket. Yeah, well, yeah. Dude, well, dude, yeah you like, know where it's going, right? It's exactly like mm-hmm. Steam with Half Life, or Valve, I should say, with Half Life. Like they're making yeah, no so shit. much money in other shit that, like, they have no reason to make another Half Life. So, like, who would be another good Half Life dev? Would you say that? Not to not to go off topic. Would you say the same? Because I I just had a discussion on my channel about this, so I have to ask before we go to Half Life. Would that same logic apply to Fallout? It made seven hundred fifty million dollars, and it's launched out of his launch window like 24 hours mm. so obviously it's sitting well over a billion at this point fallout 4 would you say like yeah fallout 4 would you say fallout they're yeah. like okay we don't need to do fallout for a while it made us a ton well, of money and the, i would say that the reason why it sold so well really quickly is because if we hadn't had a fallout for years like i i don't think it would have that same effect if we had a fallout game every two years as cool mm. as that would be, I mean, the reason why Fallout yeah. 4 was so hyped is because people were looking for news for so fucking long. We hadn't had a Fallout game for like, what was it, four, five years since since Fallout New Vegas? I think yeah, New Vegas is 2011. Four years. Yeah, so that's a long time. Like, we're talking four years. Like, that's that was my university degree, almost. <laughs> right, right. But what Maddie's saying is, regardless, even if they had it, if they did two games day after each other, what he's asking, and and I don't really know the answer for, is um, is their success is is the idea that maybe Bethesda themselves are like, okay, Fallout Four money's here, let's just move on to something else. Like, are we pushing out another Fallout even farther, or yeah, you know, are yeah. we going to see them go with a space one? That's what my thought was was that it was like going to be Fallout Four. I didn't know it did that well. That's be- that's beyond spectacular. It's That's just best, stupid. Best performing game. Beat out Call of Duty. Stupid amount of money. So I guess I just assume sometimes that artists do drive it. So the artists want to work on something and people make decisions around that. Yeah. And I mean artists, designers and stuff. But um, in a rock star, it's probably different because I bet you people at the top probably make the major decisions there. And then also I wonder if they do... Like if you were if if we were all working on Fallout and we do this well, you know, a space game could be fun. And so to me, like the idea of them jumping to a space game makes more sense than a Fallout five. Absolutely. But then Fall I didn't know Fallout Four did that well. So I have to rethink all that. Because that's and that's a where, stupid, stupid amount of money. Where does Elder Scrolls fit into it? Like that they they've the problem with, with BGS is it's not a problem. Mind you, it's probably the wrong word, but like they've got two really well performing IPs. Yeah. And may, like they were just there thinking, look, th- there's probably some people there that worked on fucking three or four, whatever it is, Elder Scrolls games, and then two, four like games. They're like, I just want to do something different. And exactly. the problem is, is when that studio does something different, no one's doing Fallout or Elder Scrolls. And yeah. I, I suspect this is why they expanded to BGS Montreal. So eventually that they would do, you know, 
the next Fallout or maybe like a New Vegas 2 or whatever it's called. Um, because that main BGS studio has been doing the same stuff for so long that creatively they were just drained and they just wanted to, to branch their wings into a space game. No, I agree. I mean, we know that they're doing Elder Scrolls 6. They already said, yeah, we're doing it. It's just a matter of when we have the tech. So yeah, yeah. Finish your university degree and then it'll be out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not even kidding, ladies and gentlemen. Most of you are going to be in a completely different spot in life in general by the time yep. Bethesda drops Elder Scrolls 6. Like, I will probably be off on my own or, or married or something by the time they drop Elder Scrolls 6. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would, I would assume at minimum five, probably four or five years. If they're still saying they want the tech, then you're talking, of, you know, three years after Next that console. when they choose what tech they want. And if they're saying we want the tech and they're not happy with what we have now, that means you have to wait till the tech becomes available. Volta is and NVIDIA's next. And that's not really I mean, it's just it is a it's a step, but it's not like magically going to make people mm. who want more tech to go. Wow. Mm, so yeah. you know you know what i mean it doesn't change the paradigm or anything so uh, the the guess and <clears throat> i'd say it's accurate <clears throat> based off what uh you can just see from what they've been saying and and rumors and just discussions by fans is like it's probably gonna be 2022 jesus when you see es6 rice that's a yeah. long time well but it'll be it makes four sense. years after they release the next game so and if, yeah. i don't even think the next game is coming out next year i think it'll be announced next year and might come out in 2019 so four years from then yeah. is 2023 even though bethesda yeah. was so was so angry and open about no longer announcing things a year away you think that'll happen yeah that's again? the thing my, my other thought and this they is made like a big foil hat that. thought is, is the idea that they're like yeah, we're not doing Elder Scrolls 6 for a while. All expectations are kind of out the window. People are like, oh, God, like, it's not going to happen. And then they announce it next year. And it's like, surprise, it's actually here now. You know, that, Well, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't put that by them. I wouldn't say expect that, though. Do you know, yeah. Here's what I'm going to say. They're making a space game. And in the space game, you have a spaceship. You get to create your little group and stuff like that, fly around. But instead of planets, you're like at the asteroid belt so that each little asteroid is a little small mini planet so they can fit in like the memory constraints of your console mm. and it'll be something like that because i just don't see them doing a fallout or an elder scrolls before something else and it would be difficult i look at the andromeda devs they basically stated up front we fucked up completely on what we thought we could do um and oh, yeah we, the space remember when they were like we have we're gonna have wide open. 400 planets and blah 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 and then pretty soon they're like we got eight <laughs> you're all mm. Mm, okay that's odd so i don't know i just imagine like flying around in your spaceship with your little crew of ai companions and you know like a what's the what's that tv show firefly but instead of planets you're just going to different little asteroids with their own little fucking criminal networks and expanse have you guys seen expanse the tv show no oh very popular tv show based in like hard sort of hard science and uh, hmm. a little bit more dark, a little bit more gritty on what the future might hold. I would love to see that. Because, I mean, Fallout 5, they didn't also stretch their wings in Fallout 4. I don't know about you guys, but I was really surprised it was here again. I was expecting Japan, Russia, some... Instead, it's like, at some point, it's all, okay, we get it. You no, know, I, I think there's I no want way... somewhere else. Yeah, I don't think they go outside there's the U.S. no way they'll go outside the in, U.S., why do you guys not think so? Because they're racist? No, 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 no. Because of that. It's because... <laughs> Wait, what? I'm so, I'm so lost on that joke. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I mean, if they're not going to go to other nations, other races. I was just saying other oh, racist. Oh, like, oh, okay, okay. Why would they not go? You guys seem really 
uh, solid on that you don't think they would. Because Fallout 4 made so many changes that if they went to outside of the US, that's just another thing that fans are going to be pissed off about. Oh, I thought fans wanted that. Everybody I talked to wants them to leave America. Like, I've never heard anybody not say they didn't want them to leave America. It's like Assassin's Creed, where they wanted them to go to Japan. Nah, I, I just look at it this way. Other games are doing it in other places. And it interesting. It's Fallout universe, like yeah. metros in Russia. It's like, okay, sure. I'm getting my, my Russia post-apocalyptic fix there. I think it's because Fallout's got a theme. It's always been... Colonial America. It's, it's U.S. Yeah. patriotism. Yeah. It's, uh, that's yeah. all it is. I was say. It's patriotism. It's like pride, even though they're collapsing that kind of thing. Hey, how, and, how uh, does it sell other nations, by the way? How does Fallout sell in Russia? Do you do you guys know? I don't know. I, I think that'd be interesting. Imagine there's a big seven hundred fifty million dollars in in twenty four hours. I'd imagine it sells you know decently well. That's hmm. yeah, interesting. I, I I wasn't aware that people were that in invested in it staying here. They're just racists. Just complete. <laughs> I'm just joking. Anybody? No, that's cool. Is, is his character serious? Yeah, yeah. I always got. You always got to say. You always got to be like, I'm joking, man. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Future is what I want. I'm hope. I'm crossing my fingers. Yeah, we'll see. Great question by Real Breather. <laughs> and now we will move on to. This is one of the names I said I might screw up. Uh, Vargi, Vargi Blode. I'm gonna say that's how you say it. Or V A R G I B L O D E T. I once again I do apologize, um, but I can't pronounce your name. What game will flop in its 2018 release? It's a really good question. I'm pulling up the list right mm. now. So I, I can pull out some examples. Well, here's the thing is a flop is definitely, for a lot of fans, uh, I, I'd say a game you're excited about too. <sighs> That's the sad part about gaming every year that no one thinks about. It's like all these games we're excited about and one of them is going to fucking fail. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I got a good one. Crackdown 3 for me, but I don't think... I, I think it's done. But if it were to release... Um, in 2019, I would, I, I assume it. Oh, you fail. think they're going to cancel it? I, I, yeah. Uh, okay. I think that there's, I think that, you know, well, there'll be some data coming out on it. We'll, we'll see how, what form it comes in. But if, if for example, it was fully fledged and, and out in 2019, I think it would fail utterly. I think agents of mayhem showed that a location and a couple different things can't really buy off on that crackdown saints row kind of thing you have to actually have a good game and what they've shown has been pretty fucking terrible <laughs> so i mean not to be rude but it, it really has been well, I, I can't say i'm too excited i mean I, I i always think of that alpha test that they showed with how they used the cloud servers for destruction and multiplayer and then you know i, I look at it now and it, it looks completely different yeah, it does yeah <laughs> for sure completely different I'm gonna. Right, I want well, to. You got some uh, some games for us. I got, I got some, and I want to leave one of them to you, Manny, because I think you have a lot to say about it. But I will say, I don't think Dark Siders Three is going to be good. Uh, just just something about the gameplay that I've mm. seen so far. It, is that coming out next year? Apparently, yeah. It's on this on, okay. on this list. It just, yeah. It. Uh, I really like. Dark I've never Siders one. Yeah, I was gonna say I've never been big on that series. Yeah, it just because like... it's new dev and it's kind of like a reboot i guess but yeah it just it looks different and I, i'm not too confident in it and also as well is another one shenmue or shenmue 3 or whatever the however you pronounce that game 
I, I've not been impressed as to what I've seen so far hmm. at all. Like the- now, Yeah, and you know what? I respect that. And I, I was thinking that the other day because I was watching Shenmue 1 gameplay and I was in awe that it was on a Dreamcast. Just yeah. this game was so far ahead of its time. And the same was said for 2. So far ahead of its time. It's like with 3, I don't think it's going to have that same effect. Yeah. Because both those games, the reason... They developed such a cult following. They were way ahead of where gaming was going. And I think with 3, it's not going to have that impact because we're going to see where gaming is at with this game. That's just an assumption. Like you said, too, it's like it just kind of looks a little funky. Well, it's, it looks like choppy. In, instead of trying to, as you said, we're going to produce what gaming is going to be like in two, three years, whatever it is. It's like they've kind of said, well, we're going to try and stick to what Shenmue has always been about. And because that of would that, be good. yeah, and because of that, they're not really trying to to push the boundaries. It just from what I've mm. seen, like they released a trailer that didn't have the facial animations. I mean, yeah. what? Oh god, yeah, that was a bad call. I, 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 did, bad I didn't call. even know that that was possible. Like it was like, how do you not have facial animations? Anyway, um, uh, yeah, I'm just I'm I'm not too confident on that. No, I I am right there with you in feeling a little. A little bit of concern. <clears throat> I do have, I do have my concerns, but I believe in them because you can. I mean, it got kickstarted. You know, you can see the passion there. Hopefully, Sony will slide them a bill or two if they mm. need it. But yeah, I agree with. And you. then I think my final answer. I don't know. I really want this to do well, and I can't remember the name of it now. I'm trying to find it. What was that? Um, Biomutant. That's the one. Mm, oh. Yeah. It, it looks like it's like such a cool idea, yeah. And I'm thinking I could imagine myself really liking this game, but I just don't. I have no idea whether this is going to be a good game or not. Whether it's just mm. going to flop. Yeah, I I think for me the difficulty. We actually just had this conversation in a different place where all of the games we just discussed, almost all of them, I I I think are going to be delayed, and by a good yeah. amount. And so it's hard to think of two thousand of of two thousand eighteen as any of or many of the games we just mentioned because I don't think they're going to be out. I, Shenmue, yeah. it, it's not coming out in two thousand eighteen. Sorry, uh, it's oof. not. It's not. It's not even ready. They didn't. It. it and guess what? You wouldn't want it to really. You'd. No. I would rather have a crappy game that they put all their money and time into and it still didn't work than a game that they're like, no, we knew it was crappy, so we're just giving you half of a game or whatever. Um, mm. But that one, Days Gone, was supposed to be 2018, and it looks quite boring, and I would assume that'll go back to 2019. Mm. Um, a lot of these games that are really exciting, like Darksiders, no way. I, yeah, I don't think that's coming out in 2018. But, yeah, the, the demo you looked know what I mean? a little bit choppy. Yeah. Didn't it? And, it, and yeah. it, it was like, oh, hey, we got a game. And you're all, wait, what? I mean, it was pretty quick. It was like, hey, here's this, yeah. here's this, here's this. Um, but yeah, that's the thing I, that sucks is a lot of them are going to be delayed. I, I look at it as usually the games that flop are the ones that we expect to be good. So are there yeah. any games you're looking at you're really excited? You're like, there is a chance. <sighs> No. And we're not talking financially. We're talking expectations. That is excitement. just not for me. Good. Like my biggest fear, and one I could see happen is is actually I don't know what you think I'm going to say. I was going to say Spider Man PS4. Oh, okay. Could, like financially, that game will do just fine. It's Spider Man, and it's got so much attention. But it's just that every Spider Man game falls into the same horrid loop in the open world, and I am 
I'm very afraid to see where this one lands. I trust in Insomniac. They make excellent gameplay systems, but I'm hoping they, you know, innovate and try to lead superhero games somewhere. But I will admit, it's not like shaky confidence or anything. They've proven themselves to me so many times. It's just that I'm nervous. Like, that's the one that's going to flop. Because there's a lot of hype riding that game, but also there's a lot that could go wrong with it. A lot. I thought you were going to say this other game that I I genuinely am really excited for, but I don't think it's going to flop because I think 4A Games has their shit together. But Metro Exodus? no way. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. No no way. way, Right? I mean, they're such a capable developer that I have all the confidence in the world that this is going to be a, a solid game. You know? And they're not, and they're not really doing what some of the other people we're talking about are doing with like an open world. Si- their systems are a little bit more, it's very you know, it's like, it, yeah, it's and and I think they just do one thing and they do it really well, and so yeah. the chances of, of seeing that failure. But I will agree actually with Maddie that that is my answer as well about uh, Insomniac. Fire I actually man. just talked about it. Yeah, it's not only that; it's that we saw some video just recently of the gameplay, and I'm sorry. It was incredibly rote. It was like, in, in no way, shape, or form did that actually do anything other than remove confidence uh, mm-hmm. in what they were doing. Yeah. And that makes me really nervous because I actually liked some of their games that other people didn't like. Uh, Maddie liked um, the Xbox one. What was that? Sunset Overdrive. Yeah, and I actually somewhat enjoyed, I think it was Haze. Didn't they make, ha- or they made a shooter? Fuse or Fusion or I can't remember. Like it, that. Are you talking about that third person and it had shooter four that people? was like four player? Yeah, okay. It yeah, wasn't Fuse, it I wasn't it was perfect called. or anything. I'm just saying I liked some of the ideas behind it, but it wasn't mm-hmm. it, it, I've seen them miss a, you know, they they can and spite Absolutely. I can. think you're right. Spider-Man has the same problem Batman could have, which is where it gets mired in the loop, but Batman does a good job of saying, "Here's a new bad guy. Here's the penguin." Spider-Man, I don't if if we all sat there and talked about guys we, you know, villains in Spider-Man, let's say, really true foils in Spider-Man. They're not as robust as Batman's. I don't think people mm-hmm. would, and especially not in the Gotham, because the city's not the same style. It's not the same. Everything's scary and dangerous. It's more like everything's pretty cool, and then these bad guys pop up. And so I'm sort of worried that it's just going to be why, 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 you know, just Perry, 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 Assassin's Creed style, and and then you go to the next place, and that's it. And that's what really, or it's just a bunch of random yeah. criminals. You know, it's like I think guys stealing groceries. <laughs> I think where they can really separate themselves is the gadgets. Peter Parker's gadgets have never been explored properly that's true. in, yeah, that's in true. really movies or games. And if they make really good use of it, grenades, where, and, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where like stealth becomes more than just webbing the guy up on the high thing, right. like. You know, like you said, you know, some types of grenades, shock webs. I mean, Homecoming kind of explored some of that with, sure. like, his his multiple modes on his suit. That was really, really eye-opening. I was like, okay. Like, I look at this and think to myself. Really like Spider-Man PS4, take, take some notes. That's a good point. This could be awesome. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's about the gadgets, in my opinion. If they make use of the gadgets, and I'm not going to put my hope in that, I'm just or expect that. I'm just saying that if I were the I'm I'm not a game developer, so I'm not saying I know what the fuck I'm talking about. But if I were like directing this game or thinking of ideas on how to make Spider-Man's gameplay stand out, I'd say, look, yeah, we're going to have that free flow combat. You can already see right now there's inter- environment interaction because of his webs. That's awesome. That's enough to get, I'd say, the hand to hand done. But what needs to really separate it is how he uses his gadgets in combat and in stealth sequences. Because mm. with Batman, everything is a multi-tool. 
you know, that that gel that they make the right. You can use it in like walls. twenty different ways. But you, yeah, but you can also use it as like a dodge and put it on the floor yeah. and stun enemies around you and blow it up in combat, and it counts as the hit combo multiplier, which keeps people going in those challenge rooms and stuff. So yeah, like I said, if I personally, and this is because I read a lot of comics for Spider Man, but I think there's a, a lot of villains that they could who? go to in the spider-man I would universe love to, who who do you really like like let's say i i said well, you're in a, charge. I, I should say i should say this more so is that they have elements of certain villains that have been explored before mm-hmm. that they could dive a little bit deeper on like sandman he does not have a good past he does not have a good upbringing you know he he is in a in a way like one of those guys that he's one of those villains you almost want to root for um, same thing could be said for what they did in Homecoming with the the Vulture. I think right. they did a really good job humanizing him and, and making him a good villain. So I don't have like a, a B tier villain I can think of. I mean, there have been ones in comics like Silk who kind of become a Peter Parker love interest, but mm-hmm. you know it just won't work out. And it's not very typical. It's like they have this chemical attraction to each other, sure. not because they they like each other, but because of the shared genes they have and stuff. Uh, if that makes any sense. It so, does. That's cool. You know, stuff like that could be interesting. Um, at least that's what just comes to mind. Like, where if they just go that... that what I'm saying is, is when I look at Spider-Man PS4, I feel like if they go that extra layer deeper, um, I think we can see a lot of good things for this game. But if they stay base level, they, they just try to copy Batman Arkham, and that's really it, and it's not going to be what pa- fans want. Or Amazing Spider-Man 2. Oh. Please don't bring that up. Oh, Dude. And that, that, oh. that game was, that is one game I will say is just truly awful. <laughs> it is truly awful. So bad. <laughs> that, that, what is the name of the system? They, uh, the crime system they have. Oh my. Where I've if never you don't been do side quest. Yes. I remember that's like one time. I usually don't waste my time. because I'm like, fuck it. They're not going to see it. But I was like, I'm desperate here. I tweeted the developer. I'm like, please remove this system oh, from the game entirely. Because like loan, they'll, they'll have you like save a building on fire, save a civilian, like these menial shitty side tasks. And if you don't do them, this like five star rating goes up. And because you're not doing your job, cops will come and start fucking shooting at you when you're. It's literally the reverse of a GTA like renowned system where instead of doing stuff to be bad, you don't if you don't. And they're far away. Remember, Maddie, like you'd be you'd finish a quest and they're like fly to the other swing to the other side of the city in one minute and save like 14 orphans. You know, fuck the orphans, man. And if you do. Then the game hammers the shit out of you. It's the dumbest system. Yeah, Ugh. it's awful, bro. You need to play it. They, now. <laughs> yeah, they, you have to try because it it's that bad. It's like wh- who sat down and said, "This is something we should keep." <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is a good so idea. Essentially, the game punishes you for not wanting to do the side quest that no one likes to do. Exactly, yeah. and they're and they're, dude, to say they're menial, I can't even describe to you how bad they are. Like somebody like not paying for their taxi ride or whatever. And you have to like leap onto the taxi and pull them out. And it's, it it is, it leaves such a a bad taste in your mouth, man. It is really an odd design decision. It's amazing because the first amazing Spider-Man game, I actually thought was good. I enjoyed it. I think the first one was considered good too. Was it? Yeah. Like most people were like, all right, it's got its flaws, but this is a a solid Spider-Man game. But like the second one, they, they, you could just see it reeked of burnout. It was like, give us something new to work on, please. 
And thank God they are not working on the franchise anymore. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh. Anyway, next question comes from... Hold on, let me write down this timestamp. J Melbourne 97 Is there a well-loved game or franchise that you dislike and why? Fuck. Should have thought about this. I have an answer, but I've been talking so much. Then I'm going to shut up for a little bit. So <laughs> take the wheel. That's you on. No, I don't want you on. Yeah, right? Um, most, you know, I have to search some of these. You know what the problem is? Is that there's, there's been so many games, and there could be so many examples, that uh, it's hard to think of all of them. I'm trying to think. Mm. Yeah, I don't know, man. Oh, come on. <sighs> Something you you like that. No, something or, or everyone else like. likes. That every, uh, yeah. <sighs> just following the trends, bro. You're just all about, you know, what everyone likes. Such a casual. I am such a casual. <laughs> I don't know. I have an answer, but I, 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 I've, I've been talking no, so much. No, no, much. say your Carrick, answer. You got one? Otherwise, it's going to be quiet. Carrick, you got one? Yeah. Prior, prior to me finally loving the game, I mean, I would distinctly say Fallout 3 was was the last time I remember disliking something so immensely and everybody else liking it, not being able to understand what world I was on. Is that it, it just, the starting is terrible. Um, but once I played that, there isn't a lot of games that I dislike. Or or, or even, uh, there'll be games I don't find as fun. Honestly, um, the, the Mario games up until Odyssey. And, you know, each Mario gets okay. released and people freak. But the Galaxy titles have not, they didn't grab me at all or or anywhere near as much as like odyssey did mm-hmm. and and i know those are fairly I mean, awesome. yeah you could go with that it doesn't have to be one you just distinctly hate or yeah. don't like it could just be one you're like eh, it's all right okay. i guess you know I but everyone freaks out all right let's hear it it's games like resident evil and i'll say resident evil people mm. fucking like even resident evil 7 was was nominated for tons of awards this year and i thought it was all right but like I don't. I just don't think I'm You're personally. You're a hater. I don't think I'm into those horror games. <laughs> I, I don't, and it's not about it being scary. Like I like jump scares; they're fun as fuck. But it's that kind of medial. You always feel like you're out of ammo. You know, yeah. you never have enough supplies. Some people love that and find that challenging and great. I just find mm. that really monotonous, tedious. Yeah, tedious. Like fuck, I'm fighting this boss and i've run out of ammo again like oh my god i have to go back and mm. reload an old save and, and make sure I, I loot properly like that's never been fun to me like and, and i i can appreciate it's a it's a it's a good game absolutely um and i even said it was like it was like midpoint in 2017 that i said it was probably one of the top games that i've played but i hadn't played that many anyways mm. um but like i've never just been drawn to those games like other people have to say oh this is just so amazing it's net yeah mm. and even evil within I, I kind of felt the same way even though yeah. evil within resident evil don't, don't even compare in my opinion but yeah those, those games are kind of just they keep poking you and saying you need more ammo you need a loot mm. we're gonna fuck you up with these bosses i'm thinking ah i just want to have fun with my games mm-hmm. i understand that for me um Okay, there's one answer I've said before, so I'll just quickly say it's definitely like Uncharted style games, like Uncharted, obviously, but like Tomb Raider, I just can't. 
it's just so something about it. it it's so I can never even find the word to describe why I don't enjoy them, but I don't. I've played Uncharted 1, 2, Tomb Raider 1. Tomb Raider 1, I thought, was so average. And I remember, like, after I played it, I'm like, okay, like, this definitely was a game that most critics are going to say was average. And I I just see 9s and 10s. I'm like, what? <laughs> Couldn't believe it. But, you know, different different opinions. Yeah. Um, Same thing with uncharted i mean that, that, those games get praised up the wazoo i'd say aside from lost legacy i think it was called where that one didn't get high praise because i i think they it was pretty buggy but i mean uncharted one through four people adore and i'm just like yeah it's okay you know i don't really see the the appeal in it um it seems like a standard action adventure game to me really um as for a actual answer i haven't said um I guess RNG style games. Oh, I, I can't like, okay. I, I bought darkest Escapist dungeon on sale. Those kind like, okay. Escapist two. I bought that on sale uh-huh. and like, I was loving it. And then I found out like all the certain times you need to craft something to get your escape done. Mm-hmm. And you could only find it in desks. And if those desks did not generate those items, you'd have to wait till the next day for them to respawn or gotcha. buy them from stores. And for me, I, instantly instantly a, a switch in my brain was like yeah i don't like this game as much anymore and i i stopped playing it uh, it's just stuff like that and um what was the example you just said oh um, darkest dungeon which is uh i really yeah. like it but it's it's heavy heavy rng exactly yeah and that's one that you know in those types of difficult games i i'm not a big fan of rng because i love the challenge but when i'm getting hit with something that might be a little bit more difficult for something of my level uh, and someone might be getting an ideal experience for their level because, you know, they, they obviously gauge it where they're like, okay, this is going to be generated for like, they have like all those different settings and stuff that make it what the game is. Sorry, I hit the mic. And so some of them will end up being easier. Right. And, and those are the ones that are good to, because, you know, in Darkest Dungeon, like you'll have those, those loops of endless dungeons where like you're constantly putting players in the, uh, or, or your party members in like the church in the bar the brothel yeah. trying to treat them trying to get them better getting all this spending all this money that you just earned treating them only to go in another dungeon those that b team gets hurt and you gotta do the same thing over and over and over and over and over and it's like it's because the you know the rng it gets so challenging i'll admit i'm not the best darkest dungeons player but you know just rng style games they i don't roguelite you know like rogue legacy i don't get the appeal and not in not knowing what's coming and instead just learning or, or not even learning. I like like a, for example, dark souls, you, you learn the boss, mm-hmm. you learn his mechanics, you learn the area, but like with roguelike, you know, where the dungeon changes every time you die. Right. It's like, I, I just don't like that. I do like personally. that darkest dungeon thought that the cure for mental illness was having your characters go fuck people. I just want to say, yeah. Just want to say, yeah, thumbs up, the to the devs. Um, but yeah, no, dude. Our RNG is one thing, but what uh, you just hit on something that I have the same issue with, which is, I don't mind the randomness in one or two elements, but when the dungeon also ran becomes random, it actually breaks me out of the game a little bit because I'm like, why? Why is it? Ran- mm-hmm. I don't understand. Why is it random if I just went in there five minutes ago? You can randomize the enemies. How did they get there? But are you saying that an architect is just randomly in there, magically changing everything? Like, 
at some point, and, and I know people be like, well, that's taking it too serious. It absolutely is. But what I'm saying is it breaks me out of it in the same way you do because, or, or, or what you're talking about, because I don't, I get that like the door or the, the desk may not have the item and that I have to wait a day. But if there's other random elements as well, any others, they become too random and the world doesn't even feel like a world anymore because a real world wouldn't be that random, you know? And, and so at some point you're just like, come the fuck on. Really? You know, yeah. so Darkest Dungeon was well, like that's that. That's the Because, like, what we needed to escape this prison was just one thing of tubing. My friends and I were playing. Uh-huh. It's up to four-player co-op in the escape. You just need one thing of tubing to get out of there. Because we had to make a breather mask to, to hide in some trash. And, and they would have taken us out and we would have escaped. Really cool concept. I like the game a lot in many ways. But, like I said, we needed this one tubing. Right. And we just had to wait day after day after <laughs> oh, day. Oh, dude. It, yeah. It's like, you know... Because at first it's fun, you know, you you go to your exercise time, your shower time, you got free time, job time. It's a fun game with a unique concept. And then something like that happens because, you know, you're looking for, you got your escape plan because they'll give you escape tips on little billboards and you'll, you'll know exactly what you got to do and what you need to get. So it's not like the game hides anything from you. I mean, you do have to learn it. There is a little bit of a learning curve in the beginning. Right. But, you know, like, you know exactly what you need to escape at that point. And especially we've been playing this a decent amount. So it wasn't like we were fresh in to this experience. Uh, and like I said, you know, just we were going day after day through our normal uh, schedule, trying to find this tubing and desks during breaks and everything. And obviously, once we go through all the desks in the location, we're like, OK, it's not here. We got to wait till nighttime sleep and then get up again and check the desks in the morning yeah. and hope that they're there. And it, it's frustrating, it really is frustrating. And that's why I don't get RNG in some ways, because that's a game that it's a lot of crafting. It's like, why can't I craft everything? Yeah, why right. Can't why craft can't a, I craft rubber the rubber tubing? Right. Exactly. Like, because that would instantly, instantly remove the problem. Just have base components in everyone's desks, base components that you can buy at a certain store. Because uh, there are, like, prisoners who steal objects and then resell them, and you, you take the coins you earn from jobs and stuff, and that's how you... Uh, buy stuff from them so it would make sense to have like certain component stores so you could just build up from there mm. that way the game is not almost cheating you where it's like I, I could escape three days ago in game but now I have to wait it's like that type of stuff just frustrates me to no end and I don't get why people gravitate towards those games all too much that's just me though I don't know about you guys but that is indeed our final question Damn. So, <laughs> how we've only been here for like how long have we been here? About an hour. Almost an hour now. Oh, half, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. Tom just flies by. It does. Man, it right? does actually. Like I'll be like, "Oh, man, we've only been doing this for like 20 minutes." <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. This one this one did fly by though, I'll say. Um But yeah, those are a good series of questions. I'm very happy with our answers. It was a fun time, boys. Um for those listening, this will be going up on Sunday, so that's actually going to be – let me check my calendar. Yep, that's going to be New Year's Eve. So mm-hmm. uh, for those listening on the Sunday, uh, we hope you enter the new year uh, safe, happy, content with your surroundings. Mm-hmm. And um, once again, I'm going to emphasize safe. Please be safe. Um, it's a very dangerous time of the year to be on the road and stuff. I've been an idiot. Um yeah, and if you're listening afterwards, we hope you have entered and are having a happy 2018. Yes, indeed. Uh, do you guys do New Year's resolutions? Year. I start whenever... I start whenever I the want. resolution hits me. 
don't know. Yeah, exactly. Like for me, I'll I'll say I'll I'll be honest. Like if I think of something on a Thursday, like okay, I really want to start hitting the gym again. We'll say hypothetically, and I want I got the schedule planned out. Like I just starting a gym workout on a Thursday, it throws That's your awful. whole schedule. You off start on Monday. You have exactly, and it's like I don't do it to prolong it because I I hate when my friends do it. And they're like, let's just start Monday on this or that, and it's like. No, let's get on it right away. But that's one thing I'll say. Like, yeah, I'll wait till Monday for that because you've got to be on that like Monday to Friday schedule. Can I give you? That's how I do it. Can I give you a piece of advice to try one time? Go for it. I would love for you to try this. Um, find the day that you don't want to go, you know, or that pops into your mind, and you're like, yeah, it, Thursdays are bad. Let's let's do Mondays and go on Thursday. One of the reasons why I say that is because um, hell is pretty much repetition. It's like it it really is like the same shit day. But if you pick and do the hardest thing first, I'm guaranteeing you that you'll go, oh, we did it on Thursday. We can do it on Monday. And there is a, there, there is a very cool um, discussion that of all people, Tim, Timothy Robbins, I think it's Timothy Robbins, the motivational speaker talks about, which is it's something I've talked about before, like try to do it at the hardest point, the point you really don't want to, because from that point on, you'll be able to build on that. If you wait for everything to be just right and perfect, which you're not saying, by the way, Maddie, I know you're not saying that. Well, honestly, I am. No, this oh, is what you're okay. saying. Uh, to <laughs> an extent, yeah, I want to wait till I'm, I'm well and fucking ready, right? And instead, so what I you're say, saying speaks yeah, volumes. Just it's very true. Go and try it. And uh, I've had martial artists who've come and said, I want to watch. I want to watch. And I'm like, dude, if you don't roll, you're going to watch forever. If you don't yeah, put some gloves on, you will watch forever. Or. Or it will be just different. Jump in sometimes, and there's an electricity that happens in the human brain, human soul, whatever you believe in, where when somebody jumps into something and you're able to look back on it and go, I was actually able to do it on my down day uh, huh. that that you can build on mm-hmm. from that point on. Just my two cents. No, you're – I probably needed to hear that, didn't I? You're right. Just see. If I didn't have a holiday party tonight, I'd start right after this. You should this. lift. Bring no. You should dress up as a weightlifter. Take that. Take the suit off and just lift while you're there. Be like, sorry, man. Yeah. Watch your man. Workout your, call. Your resolution. <laughs> oh yeah. Snap into a slim gym. I mean, do you do you guys have New Year's resolutions though? Uh, it's it's such a like you say you have one and then you never follow up on it, but. Like this, that's a stigma. Yeah, it is. Like towards the end of this year, I was being really good with with exercising and going to the gym, and then it was after packs Oz that I just dropped off, and now I'm just I feel so shitty about it. I need to pick that back up. Um, but there are some other things that I can't say, but hopefully it'll happen. Mm-hmm. Sex, mm-hmm. good for you guys. You guys should. I mean, by the time you get married, you should have had sex at least once. So I hope <laughs> that happens for you. Whenever anybody says I don't want to talk about it, my brain is like the only thing I probably won't talk about is sex, like distinct <laughs> stuff. So I'm, I always jump to that. I'm like, he's talking about, he's talking about, he's talking about low jobs. Um, yeah, exactly. Thank God. Um, yeah, we don't have them either. I mean, yeah, it's just like I, most people I know might have a goofy one or they're like, well, my idea is to do this, but usually they've started prior to New Year's. And since I don't drink, I don't go to any parties um, or we do ones where everybody's sober and probably not as fun for people. We don't really sit and talk about like what we plan. Oh, dude, I'm going to be that guy tonight. I don't really drink much. I I'm just alcohol doesn't hit me right. It doesn't mean it, it, it never it never hits me in the exciting, fun, go happy way. Instead, it's more of a depressant for or, me. Or, yeah, yeah, it's a depressant. Back, it knocks my ass out. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, fuck this. I want to go home. So 
for me, I, I'm bringing board games. Um, a couple of my friends and I were oh, all going to group oh, up yeah. and, and just do that while while everyone else is partying and stuff. We're like, you know, fuck it. Why not, right? That sounds like a blast, um, dude. You're, you're... It, that's the thing, though. But you, you were like, that party would be boring. I'd be like, dude, invite me to your party because <laughs> yeah. that's the type of party I want to be at. Yeah. Not that I don't want to go to this one because I've seen – well, you guys can see, but the, the viewers can't. But, like, I'm all dressed up for it. But, yeah, it's like – I'm totally with you. You know, sometimes just drinking isn't isn't the the wave for the night. I think also with our jobs, not YouTube or anything, but I mean with our job, like today in today's environment, with a, a cell phone in your hand all the time, with everybody being connected, with all jobs being connected in some way. I think it's hard for me to even think of New Year's as being a special day anymore. Like mm-hmm. most of the stuff I know doesn't even close down anymore it's just yeah. like no we'll, we'll be open for a shorter period but we're still going to open because people still need yeah. to do shit because not everybody celebrates this or that and so it's harder i think as we get older because i know my parents were like dude we used to shut down from like christmas the day before christmas eve until the second or third of january in in many mm-hmm. jobs and now it's like christmas eve you're not even off christmas day you're off boom you're back on the 26th and then you might have the day after New Year's Eve yeah. off, and that's it. I've noticed that. It's just become a lot more like corporate almost. It has. It has. Uh, at least for us in America. I assume it may not be that way for everyone. Well, yeah, it sucks. My friend, he wor- worked a 70-hour week before up until Christmas Eve. And I'm like, dude, Same. that's just – yeah, exactly. Like he was not exaggerating. He worked a ton. Like I normally hear from him every day. We talk all the time. And, and like I barely heard from him that week. I was like, dude, you are working your ass off sucks it's unfair i feel bad for anyone out there who has to do that type of stuff yeah for sure me too but yeah as for uh new year's resolutions my my only one it's only because i i only when i pick like okay this is a change i'm gonna make next year it's like a change i can only wait and until the next year to make like traveling more um when it's the holiday season i think about it. it's like okay i can't just get on a fucking plane and travel to to where i want to go but uh next year i already have two trips planned in the first two months so nice. you know that's that's a start are they personal trips or you're just going to packs kind of stuff no uh they're actually one's for a hockey tournament one oh, is right. is for um a actual personal trip that's like awesome man get away with some friends so that's, that's gonna be fun very cool yeah what about you guys though anything uh planned for the beginning of 2018 or you just coasting into the married life <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's game over. You just coasting life in. Is just over like now. life is over. Sex life is zero. Sex life started at zero. It's just done. <laughs> my girlfriend just. Well, I should say. I should say my girlfriend, my fiance, just woke up. <laughs> um, she just woke up now. She's looking at you me. You said that at the beginning. I was like, wait, I'm not experienced enough to know like that type of shit where you're like yeah my girlfriend i'm like is he supposed to call her something else? yeah i know i was like my fiance it's, it, it sounds weird to say now um yeah it's just gonna be i, I got work off until the 8th of jan and that's where i'm going mm. back to it um it's i hope next year is not another repeat of 2017 but it's starting to seem like that and, and i'm i'm trying to think what i can do to kind of mix that up but yeah next year it just seems like another year unfortunately because we do have an engagement party to a couple of them to plan. So I guess there's that. Mm. Um, I don't think her and I are going to have like a traditional formal wedding because they're like too expensive and we're trying to save for a house. Um, so we might just elope in Europe or some shit. <laughs> it's, there you go. it's crazy though. What he just mentioned where he said it feels like another year. And 
my birthday yesterday. I was sitting here and my family was here what? and they were like, um, so your birthday yesterday. Yeah, my birthday was yesterday, and they were like, "Holy so shit, you, man! Um, happy birthday!" Oh, oh thanks. Yeah, I thought, happy I thought, birthday! I thought you guys said happy happy birthday on Twitter for some reason. Um, uh, I thought you already said that. I didn't even know. So what? I um so my wife goes, "Do you want your birthday present?" And I was like, "Yeah, whatever." And she's like, "You don't seem interested." And I was all, "It feels like it's all this. It just feels weird. It feels like two thousand seventeen point five instead of two thousand eighteen. It just feels the same." It just yeah. feels mm. weird. It doesn't feel like I'm a year older or that the, the date changing is going to change much. And that's not even a negative thing. It's just I don't know, man. It just it does. That's exactly how I, I, I get what you're saying, because I've been feeling it's weird as fuck. I've been feeling that way, too. And it's like that's why I'm like, OK, I want to make some actual change because life plans. should be like not a constant high. I think that's not feasible. But like. You know, I, I've told you, Carrick, I've told you, Lone, like, stuff I want to change in my life. Yeah. Like, I'm looking at other opportunities around me, not just YouTube, because I feel like 2017 it was a good year. But, like, towards the end now, I feel, like, kind of insane. I'm like, there has been so much sameness yeah. in my day-to-day right. s- schedule that I just can't take it. It's like, I need to change shit. So, for me, maybe it's a little more urgent, I guess. But get, um, get married. that's why I was like, let me go ahead and... Make some some changes on shit because happiness is key. It's number one. So it's like go for that. Because um, routine, I some, like guys. sometimes I like routine, but eventually thinking I just need to to change shit up. It, yeah, exactly. That's how I felt. It's it's like theory. every day, it's like I think wake up, do this, this, and that. You guys should have like Same escort shit. web pages. I think you should get an escort <laughs> and then ask her to marry you. Like like loaned it. <laughs> And we could all get, we could all, I'll just, I'll remarry somebody who fucking knows, maybe my wife, maybe somebody else. And we'll all, we'll do a hangover. We'll do a, we'll go film hangover. We'll go to Vegas. And trust me, when we leave, you won't be the same. The international and, and that, hangover. So I've heard. I- international holiday. Yeah. Uh, and, and we'll just do that, man. Yeah. Go, go, go grab yourself an escort. I'm sure there's escort <laughs> magazines still there or websites or something. Um, yeah, it does. It just feels like the rigmarole. I don't know. I'm not even depressed about it. It just it doesn't even feel bad because good stuff happened. But it feels weirdly mechanical, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I have to say, Maddie, I mean, um, Beyonce just looked at your suit and was just like, what, what is he wearing? It's awesome. <laughs> is, it a, is it a good what is he wearing? Do you like it? Looking suave is what she says. All right, there we go. There we it's go. a good-fitting suit, though. It, like, it, oh, he said he right? said he, before you got on, he was like, "This thing is fucking comfortable." It actually is a well-fitting yeah. suit. Yeah, dude. And I just think I didn't get this sized up or anything. I literally ordered this online. Oh my god, I wish I could get suits. Yeah. Like, I have to get like custom fits right? to make them fit. I, really properly. lucky, lucky draw. No, I, that's what I for my actual suit. I, I had to do that when uh, my my sadly my grandma passed away. I had to get a suit completely. That. tailored to my body and yeah. stuff because i'm fucking tall and long but also really skinny so yeah. um it's like you gotta get that slim type you should fit, just be like can i get the ichabod crane please they'll know it <laughs> like, can I get... they'll be like what size ichabod crane okay I, oh yeah, yeah i just go What's in that? and i just say a really morbidly obese andre the giant and they know exactly what i mean <laughs> me... andre I, the I haven't giant, wore a dude, suit shit. in and i even i when i asked my wife to marry me i said did did you still want to get married? And she said, yeah. And I said, okay, that was the, there we go. And we got married. 
Like I was pretty blase mm. about it. When we got married, I didn't even, I, I think I wore a suit. Yeah, I wore a suit and then I took it off right away. I wore a suit in the church and then literally. You probably did like a game dev like suit that's jacket. That's exactly and jeans. what happened. No, 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 no. You mean like Jurassic Park, what's his name, who like wears the jacket but then wears like Levi's? No. Or like Phil no. Spence, uh, he'll have the suit jacket and a rare t shirt on or something. Yeah, yeah, right. No, no, no. I wasn't. I wasn't. It's like, yeah, I kind of care about how it looks. Yeah, no, yeah exactly. Yeah, we're. I sort of tried this morning. No, I wore a force a full suit for about 15 minutes and then God sprinted damn. out of that bitch i <laughs> like how the way you ordered it you're like about 15 yes. minutes like you really put in that time in that suit you're like fuck it was it. tough dude it was i'm it, it was tough i'm not a big fan of suits uh I, I think they look good on everybody i just don't think they look good on me and i i'm not a fan of wearing them and our entire reception in the backyard that same day was squirt guns and paintball fights so oh, it's awesome. like I don't want to wear a suit for that. So I was within like five nope. minutes. I was in camo. <laughs> like, let's do it. <laughs> I just, I just want to be like, this is legit. What we're going to do is going to be on a beach in like Barcelona with a rolled up shirt, you know, undone yep. top buttons and yep. just do it there. It's going to be fun. Just awesome. have, have somebody uh, officiate or whatever they call it these days yeah. and get it done. Yeah. Th- I would do that if I were you. I mean, don't that way instead you can... of spending 40 grand on a wedding and have <laughs> the 40 grand for a whatever. house or you know exactly i just say whatever makes you happy yeah. well that too yeah that's... i know people yeah i mean if you're like big like uh, for me i don't imagine myself doing an overblown wedding at like a church and shit like uh, I, I imagine it's something a little more personal like that so it's it's like why not just do that then right yeah you know, if, some people tradition, just don't like to follow yeah. exactly exactly all right okay then yeah, yeah, that'll that'll wrap it up then. We hope you guys enjoyed episode 139 of the Ham Radio podcast. Um, if you got this far, the hashtag will be Happy New Year. It has to be Happy that. New Year. Married Men. Yeah, yeah. Happy New Year, Married Men. <laughs> Happy New Year, Married Men. All all is one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just That's all is one. Happy New Year, Married Men. I can't wait yeah. to see how many people. You know, don't spell that correctly. Let's do it. Oh, dude. Yeah. Let's go. Did you say All married right, cool. men so, or married men? <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens. There's nothing merry so, about, or merry about marriage. I'm just saying. Oh, I'm God. just joking, everybody. Oh, God, Lone. Look what you've done. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in this deep, and we will catch you in next week's episode. So, Have a happy new year. Happy new Peace year, everyone. So, yeah. America. We are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.